Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker. I am the host and creator of the Bible in Life, and I am glad you're joining me on this episode. My goal, my heart for the Bible in Life podcast is to provide clear, down-to-earth Bible teaching that's really set in the context of everyday life, dealing with real-life questions to help you and I follow Jesus in our real life, to help you and I help other people follow Jesus in their everyday life as well. I like to refer to it as blue jeans theology. Theology in the language of everyday dress, theology in the context of everyday life, so that we can follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. So that's the goal. That's the heart. And so I'm glad you're here. On this episode, I actually want to engage a series of questions I received from a young man in an email he sent me. Um, Somebody who has uh, been a listener of the show. I have never met them face to face. Um, Did reply to the email before uh, I'm going to share some more thoughts here on the podcast. But in this email, this is what uh, he says. He says, Dear Pastor John, I trust this email finds you in good health and high spirits. He gives his name. And then he says, I am a 20-year-old Christian who is currently on a quest to figure out the path of my life. And man, that is, uh, that's so common at that stage of life, 20 years old. But it really doesn't necessarily change throughout your life. In fact, as you enter into new stages of your life, your circumstances could change, your situation changes. It's like, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what is the path of my life and where am I supposed to go? What does the Lord want me to do? And I spent so, I've spent so much of my adult life working with people at this stage, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And I just love the enthusiasm, particularly when they really catch a vision for life with Jesus and for Jesus and wanting to please him. And uh, it's just great to have a hand in helping them think through these major kinds of questions and major decisions in their life. And I've been privileged to get to do that for a long time with a lot of young people. And the Lord has borne some good fruit from it. So I received this email and and was uh, just super encouraged by uh, this young man's desire to want to follow Jesus and uh, seek, you know, just some guidance on how can he better do that? How can he organize his life in a certain way? And so he says a little bit later in the email, he says, "Um, at this stage of my life, I find myself unsure about what to do and how to make the most of the opportunities that lie ahead. And that's not uncommon when you're 20 years old, right? And you're looking at your future because oftentimes, sometimes it seems that we have multiple opportunities and we can be a little bit afraid of what if I choose the wrong one? And the good news is, is you're not necessarily locked into that for the rest of your life. You could choose a course and you could decide to do something different down the road or different opportunities could come in the future. And so uh, I, I get the, the stress here. I think it's good to remember uh, we don't have to remember or we don't have to, you know, think, oh, this is I'm locked into this for the next 50 years of my life. He says, I'm seeking your advice on how to live a purposeful and fulfilling life aligned with my Christian faith. Then he gives a few specific questions. Here are a few specific questions I hope you can shed some light on. How can I discover and pursue my true calling or purpose in life? What principles and values should I prioritize to live a life in accordance with my Christian beliefs? Are there any practical steps or habits I can incorporate into my daily routine that would help me stay on the right path? How can I deal with with doubts and uncertainties that arise along the journey of life? 
And what are some important life lessons or advice you would give to a young person like me seeking to make a positive impact in the world? Those, my friend, are some incredible questions, questions that all of us should just step back regardless of our stage of life or our age and reflect on and think through. And so I wanted to at least share a few thoughts on some of these questions over the next few minutes together. Uh, Maybe I could even expand on some of the things I wrote back to this young man, and uh, maybe it'll take a couple podcasts to give a full answer. We'll see. We'll see where we get. But I just wanted to kind of jump down through these questions because I so appreciate the heart behind them. And so the first question is, how can I discover and pursue my true calling or purpose in life? And this is a good question, and it's a very common question. It, you know, closely related to the question of how can I figure out God's will for my life? And I think one of the important things to remember is that according to the Bible, there is the same general calling for all of us who call ourselves Christians. Same general calling as human beings, same general calling as Christians. And in that context of if we call ourselves Christians, then our general calling is to live as a disciple of Jesus. That, that is our calling. And we do that not because of some, you know, just kind of arbitrary religious commitment. We do that because we believe that Jesus is the best example, the, the, most, the most compelling concrete picture of a good human being. Like, what does it ultimately mean to be human? What, what is human life all about? And we look at Jesus and we say, that's the, that's the culmination. That's the best picture of uh, human life. And when we read the story of the Bible, right, like human beings were created to be like God. In the image of God, he created them. Jesus is described as the exact image of the invisible God. He is the picture of uh, not only what God is like, but what a human being was supposed to be like as the image of God. And to be a disciple of Jesus means that we are seeking, by living as his disciple, living in attachment to him, uh, we're seeking to become like him, specifically like him in character and like him in purpose or aim of our life. And that's the, that's the same general calling for all Christians. And so how can I discover and pursue my true calling or purpose in life? Well, live as a disciple of Jesus. And that means attach yourself to Jesus in order to become like Jesus. Learn from him how to be uh, a human being that uh, distinctly and fully embodies the image of God in this world. that reflects God's wisdom and truth and goodness back into the world. That's our general calling. Um, and so if we aim to do that, well, then we can work out the specifics from there in the details of our actual down-to-earth, concrete, everyday life. Um, but when it comes to maybe, you know, I'm assuming part of this for all of us is, but but what about the unique cir circumstances of my life? You know, should I choose this career? Should I choose this one? Should I marry this person or not? Should I go to this kind of college? Should I go into vocational ministry? Right? Like, um, we all have these decisions and these choices uh, about the specific details of our own life. And so I, I would add in answer to this question, how can I discover and pursue my true calling or purpose in life? I'd add that each of us in our specific purpose or our specific calling, well, that actually derives more from 
the opportunities and abilities that are given to us. Depending on where we live, depending on our family circumstances, depending on our cultural context, depending on some of our latent uh, passions and loves and things we're good at, um, then from that we can figure out, all right, what is my, uh, what are some specific maybe purposes or calling for my individual life? And so what I said to this young man was, um, so begin to serve Jesus in the opportunities and with the skills and abilities that you have, use that for Jesus' glory and see where that takes you. And I just think we, we need to give ourselves a little bit of freedom in this. Live fully as a disciple of Jesus. Use your relationships, your sphere of influence, your opportunities and your skills for Jesus' sake and let Jesus lead you from there. And your life will end up going different directions because of that. And we don't have to, like, we don't have to find some sort of hidden mysterious will of God for our life. Um, that, what I've just described, really is God's will for your life. Do that. And Jesus can lead you into some specific things that will really benefit your life uh, as you seek to serve him. So that was the first question. How can I discover and pursue my specific calling in life? Second question this young man asks is, what principles and values should I prioritize to live a life in accordance with my Christian beliefs? And based on how I answered that first question, here's what I would say to that. What principles and values should we prioritize? Well, we should prioritize living in a devoted attachment to Jesus. That's the centerpiece of being a disciple of Jesus. That's the centerpiece of walking by the Spirit, right? A lot of the imagery used in the New Testament is it's agricultural imagery, like I am the vine, you are the branches, every branch that abides in me, right? That's, that's living in devoted, committed attachment to Jesus. You're abiding in him and his teaching and his word. You're connected to him. Or, you know, the idea of uh, you're a good tree that bears good fruit. The roots of your life go down deeply into Jesus and his wisdom and his presence and his teaching. And so you live in a devoted, committed attachment to Jesus. That's a core principle and a core value to help you live your life in accordance with your Christian beliefs. Make sure you're living your life attached to Jesus. Um, how do you do that? Well, uh, we could talk about that. And I think in question three, he asked some practical steps. I'll probably give some ideas there. But that's the principle, attachment to Jesus. Um, and the other values and priorities, I, I, I would say, are, are pretty simple. They're pretty concrete. There, there's no like... Um, wow factor to these. Uh, learning Jesus's teaching, learning his word, the Bible, learn it, study it, meditate on it, absorb it into the fabric of your heart and mind and soul, learn his word, uh, begin to obey his word, put it into practice. There's certain things that you can put into practice right away and you do that. There's other things you try to put into practice you realize, I'm not very good at that. Okay, let's figure out why and let's uh, sort that out and maybe get some wise advice on how to do that. But obey what he says. Just begin to put it into practice. Um, and then loving, the other, I think, core principle or value is loving the actual people in your everyday life. It's really easy to love all people in general. It's really hard to love these people in particular, 
right? Like the people that are actually in your life, it takes effort, it takes patience, it takes commitment, it takes grace, it takes forgiveness, it takes uh, willing to change what you do, right? And your routines and your habits, uh, loving the actual people in your everyday life. That's just critical. So notice, you live your life in devoted attachment to Jesus. You begin to learn his word. You begin to put into practice what he says. And one of the key ways you demonstrate that is actually loving the people that you interact with on a daily basis. Your friends, your coworkers, your uh, family, your spouse, right? The people you bump into at the bank and at the grocery store, you demonstrate in concrete, practical ways the goodness, grace, and love of Jesus to the people in your everyday life. If you prioritize those things, a lot of other things start to become a whole lot clearer. If you make those core things, like these are the things I'm really going to focus my energies on, then living a life in accordance with your Christian beliefs actually begins to happen a lot more uh, routinely and simply because other things become more clear as you do those things. All right, now let me take one final question from his, and we'll maybe deal with the other two, the last two on another episode. But he follows up question two with, are there any practical steps or habits I can incorporate into my daily routine that would help me stay on the right path? And so this really all kind of goes together, and that's why I want to take this one with it. And so since your key thing is living in attachment to Jesus, learning his word, putting it into practice, right? The key habit is this. Again, no revolutionary aha moments. The key habit is reading your Bible and praying consistently. Uh, I actually have for years encouraged people just to aim for more often than not. Um, Like some people say, I'm going to do it every day of the week. That's great. But then if you're a real conscientious person and you miss a day, you can get real down on yourself and negative. Um, So aim for more often than not. And give yourself a little freedom in the craziness of your life. If you aim for more often than not, how many days a week is that? Well, that's four. Four days out of seven each week. Aim for that. You could do more, um, but four out of seven is pretty good. And here's the thing. The Center for Bible Engagement um, has been studying and tracking this kind of thing for uh, a couple decades. And what they've discovered is... And this was very encouraging to me since I had been encouraging four days out of seven, at least on a regular basis. What they discovered is a person who reads or engages with, in some way, engages with the Bible, reads the Bible, meditates on the Bible, memorizes a passage, listens to Bible teaching four days or more a week, the amount of life transformation that derives from that um, goes uh, way up. Like if you do it one day a week, negligible life change. Two days a week, nah, hardly anything. Three days a week, you start to begin to notice a creep of some life change. Four days or more a week, uh, anger begins to subside. Uh, pornography use goes down. Uh, anxiety begins to subside, right? Like, so four days or more a week is sort of the, the key. And uh, do this not as a religious checklist, right? I got to do this because, oh man, you know, it's like a religious to-do list. No, do this with the primary aim simply of being with Jesus, attaching yourself to Jesus, being with him and listening to him and letting him teach you how to do life. So you listen to him and say, Jesus, how do I live my life? And you let him become your teacher in the school of life. And so you do this as a disciple attached to him, learning from him. And And so we guard against turning it into just a religious to-do list or checkbox, and we do it primarily just to be alone with the Lord. When we do that, 
when we do that regularly over the long haul, we do that for years after year after year after year, we do begin to change. Uh, we do begin to grow. We do begin to come uh, like Jesus. So that's, uh, that is the most important practical step or habit that anyone can incorporate into their life routine to live as a disciple of Jesus. Now, there are some other things that go along with that. I would encourage surrounding yourself with uh, fellow believers who can spur you on to loving good deeds. Like our relationship with God is personal, but it's not individual. And we need other people to help us uh, live it out. People who can challenge us and encourage us. People who can point out blind spots in our life and who we give permission to do that to. People who we can live the one another's of the New Testament. Love one another. Serve one another. Bear one another's burdens. Pray for one another. Spur one another on to love and good deeds, right? The one another's of the New Testament. We need to surround ourselves with some people um, who can be those people in our life and and who we can be that person in their life. And so we need a community of faith, uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord, who really help us live out the one another's. Um, and even out of that group, we need maybe a few more closer ones in there who we can be even more transparent with, who have more access to our life. And we regularly challenge each other, encourage you. And we need that. And so that would be a really key habit for helping us stay on the right path. Um, you could throw in some of the other spiritual practices that uh, are like practices of Jesus that we see him doing. He obviously memorized scripture. He fasted. Um, he participated in corporate worship and private worship. And so these sorts of spiritual practices can help us uh, stay on the right path. And they're not arbitrary. They're things that we see Jesus doing. He's our master. We're his disciples. So we're imitating him. That's the way discipleship works. So some of those things will help as well. And if I could just mention one specific spiritual practice, one that's been uh, really important to me and I've been kind of re kind of cultivating it in my life is an intentional practice of gratitude. Um, it's easy sometimes to just go through life, get busy about life, uh, get caught up in the difficulties, sometimes get discouraged or get negative. Gratitude is a gateway to joy. Gratitude for all that God has done, for the good gifts he's given us in our actual everyday life, for the spiritual blessings he's given us in Christ. I think it's important to practice that, not just when we feel like it, but as an intentional habit or as a discipline. Uh, so maybe one day a week, a focus of your prayers is going to be gratitude, but you can do it other times as well, just intentionally thanking God for the good gifts in his life. So those are a few spiritual practices, a few habits that if we incorporate those into our life, they will definitely help us live as a disciple of Jesus and stay on the right path. So uh, to this, this uh, person who sent the email, thanks a ton for your email. I just so appreciate the heart behind it and the desire to do it. I pray God's blessing on you and each and every one of us as we seek to live our actual everyday lives on behalf of Jesus for his honor and for his glory. May he give us grace to do just that um, for his name's sake today and every day. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. Uh, I pray it's encouraging and strengthening to your life of faith. And thanks again to those of you who support this ministry and make it possible by your generosity. May God provide for all your needs as you use your resources to serve his kingdom. Thanks a ton. I look forward to talking with you again next week.